0: what's going on everybody welcome to the you tell me football podcast i'm anthony this is jinty Do-do. and we are super excited today we are joined by the footy five uh they've got a youtube channel and we will be putting a link in the description for them this is jack and conrad guys how are you guys doing we're doing great I'm thanks for good. having us
1: we're super excited happy fourth happy belated fourth yeah,
0: to you to Anthony. Here. yes glad to be here Yes, for sure. Yeah, we're super excited to have you guys. Uh, did you guys do anything for the 4th of July? Any any uh, fun things that you guys did? Just had a house full of
1: friends and family roaming about. So, yeah,
0: it no, was... no
2: fireworks. A dog that is very uh, against them, just like yeah, he oh. gets
1: He's got anxiety yeah. when he starts hearing fireworks. He thinks the dog is be Oh, for
0: the sure. ending, so. Totally. <laughs> totally. Well, very cool. I'm going to have Jinty jump into that first question and we'll uh, go from there.
3: Well, yeah, well, obviously you know you can tell by your accent you're American. You're just here, and Don't hold it against. So, us. Appreciate it. <laughs> no, no, of course, no, of course. But uh, so obviously it's not a, a big sport in America. So how did you get into football or soccer, as you would say?
1: <laughs> uh, we call it proper football here. Good. Um,
0: yes,
2: in this house. Um, in this house.
1: I think for me it was the World Cup you know competitions I vaguely recall 86 Argentina Maradona in Mexico uh, a little bit less so 90 you know uh, the last non-unified German team I think West Germany won in Italy Mm -hmm. and then obviously Mm -hmm. in 94 it was here in Brazil won and it really took hold for me then Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and then just following because the United States was so terrible on the world stage just started following (laughs) England because why have one tortured fan base when you can have two tortured fan bases that you follow? (laughs) Um, And then really just from there, it was following the players in those teams and their their kind of club sides, specifically Steven Gerrard, even though he missed out on 2002. What he did in 2006 and kind of gravitated a little bit towards what he was doing with Liverpool and what that club was doing. So that's how I got into it. And
2: in- Yeah. And I was just a product of him being my father and, and recognizing that <laughs> yeah. it kind of just, it, he passed it on to me, you know, and it, I just, I grew up in a so household net. That, yes. That's yes, right. Uh, it's up to him for, for having that experience. And um, I haven't had a, like a domestic world cup like him, but in 26, hopefully 2026 world cup here, I can uh, be able to experience the the liveliness. Um, I'm looking forward <laughs> to that it should be interesting here in our country. Yeah, mm.
1: yeah. And hopefully, that we'll, one we will qualify for. I'm pretty confident. Mm. Oh my no. gosh,
3: but let's yeah, hope. To, yeah. Just a uh, just a little thought about that. Uh, you're saying you know, like it's not a bit. It's not a big sport, obviously, in America. Do you feel that it's because, like, as you would as you pointed out, America were quite bad on the world stage. There's quite this kind of like. Idea and philosophy in sport in America, like being the best, because like you know, you call the stuff like the World Series in baseball, but it's all America. Super Bowl is the world champion, but it's purely Americans. It's like this idea of being number one in America until recently have have not really been that great. Do you feel that that plays a part in it not being a massive sport? I mean, yeah, yeah,
2: in that because you, you don't see Americans playing football successfully, properly, yeah. well, successfully. You don't see it in in your country where you could go in person and see it. You could see a basketball game, an American football Mm -hmm. game, a baseball game in almost every state, but you can't see really a high-level proper football match. And even abroad in Europe, the national stage, it doesn't exist. So I don't think it's played a part in why. I mean, we've seen Christian Pulisic at Chelsea. A lot of people that I know who are my age are Chelsea fans because of Christian Pulisic, because they see this American who they can – recognizes an American as being successful and if right. there are more players like that like Giorrena for for Dortmund Tyler Adams at Leipzig West Michigan mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah a lot of guys I think who are beginning to to make the next generation of of sporting fans going to turn to football so I think it is a big mm-hmm. deal that success does play a huge part in
1: that I think the- oh yeah recruitment of players into the sport at an early age. Also, you know, when you can go and play American football or the NBA, I think college also has a lot to do with it because Mm -hmm. there isn't an an academy system in the the country that really builds that up. You know, yeah. you saw what, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about West Germany and when they unified in 1992 or whenever and they said, "Okay, in order to do this, we need to rebuild our our academy system." And they went on to dominate for the next 18 or 20 years, right? Right. They've never done that. They've tried to do it when klinsman was the manager mm-hmm. here for the national team. But you if you can't get those kids in early and develop them, I, it kind of falls apart in that totally. 13 to 15 year old range and, and is- they, the best players end up Going into you know European European academies or whatever, so yep. it just, or mm-hmm. your
2: your best athletes don't even play the sport right. because it's, right. it's quite expensive compared to other sports, um mm-hmm. and, and it does push a lot of people away because if if. You always think, what if LeBron James was a fullback or a center back? Oh, like, can some, you imagine some of the best athletes <laughs> in
3: America? Oh, I mean, like when you look at like the NFL, man. You know, you get to, like it's two two hundred pound of yeah. muscle just running, and you'd like to you imagine that as center back. Derek oh, Henry, yeah.
1: look at Derrick Henry in in the midfield as like a number six. <laughs> just he would destroy. I mean, yes. I mean, granted, they would not be the physical size that right. they probably are. But no. he's six three and can outrun everybody on the field. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> athletically though
0: they should be able to compete you know i think that's what you're saying it's like athletically they should be able to do it even if they're putting all of that talent towards a completely different sport
3: basketball imagine like the jumping height of those basketball players man imagine them going up for crosses and corners (laughs) Uh, yeah
2: i i know i saw a quote from from gonzalo higuain after he moved to the mls saying i'm surprised at how hard this league was and that's because the league isn't technically advanced, right? You're not mm-hmm. going to see great tactical minds managing the yeah. teams or playing on the field, but it's mm-hmm. a really physical league. Like it's a because it's not as tactical. It's a lot of kick and runs, a lot of guys just sprinting totally. back and forth as they struggle to control the ball. So, yeah, <laughs> th- there is a huge physical aspect to the sport in America, and less so of a tactical one. As that as that begins to grow, I think right. that could see they coincide with more success for the U.S. Mm-hmm. men's national. Do you I guys think, do watch you the, the – Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to talk about the MLS. I think you have very yeah. local, fervent fan bases that are yeah. – you know you got 20,000 seat football only stadiums in yep. a lot of areas. We were in Dallas for a number of years and FC Dallas was a, it was a great environment other than it being having zero cover and it was hotter than the surface of the sun. Yeah. I can't imagine <laughs> what it's like going to see a match in, in Austin. I'm not sure if they're if they've got cover or not but I think yeah. they, they
2: have a pretty nice stadium.
1: Um you know it's we've got the Indy 11 here. Uh yep. their USL team. Yeah, Um so I think you have very passionate fan bases much like you do in europe around these local teams not the big yeah. ginormous you know super clubs but right um but it's still nowhere near the, the that that level of passion so i'm hopeful that it will continue to grow um we yeah. don't watch a whole a ton of mls you know we watch it here and there yeah um but it's there's so much soccer to watch internationally oh, totally. and that's where we where we gravitate
0: i, mean, I find MLS it harder is- to watch the mls because it's all that kick and run it's it's just it's so like, I mean it's exciting at times, but for the most part it's just like okay here we go again, and it's almost like basketball but at a soccer pace. Yeah, it, it it's better
1: like... than Concacaf. Try watch Concacaf. <laughs> yeah, are true. the worst. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. I mean, it's that's like true. just and it, it's a different kind of kick and run where you're kicking yeah. at the guys. Gins and then running away yes i mean it yes. is <laughs> yes and the fact that the u.s can't dominate in Concacaf tells you everything you need to know about the state of 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 yeah. football in the united states
2: yeah yeah now totally. I, I think yeah you've mentioned that i think that the, the local fan bases is also why it's tough for for me to get in because there isn't an mls team here yeah in indianapolis right. and i mean if you talk to a fan of american football american or american soccer um, you're not going to hear them say, if they're in indie. Oh, I'm a big LAFC guy. I'm a big, right. big Colorado Rapids guy. It's not like the NFL mm-hmm. where I know fans of a dozen different NFL teams who all live like you know, across the country, cities. not yeah. in those yep. cities. It'll um, be
1: interesting to see what Messi does to uh, yes. inter-Miami or – into miami right?
2: No, yeah, or, or he, New York City. If he, he comes, comes to,
1: to yeah. wherever he ends up, like if he ends up here in the United mm-hmm. States, like what Beckham did, right, back 10 yep. years ago or whenever it was when he became mm-hmm. came over,
2: it helped. Paley as I, well. I think, the New York I think Ronaldo mm-hmm. I think Ronaldo could have an even bigger impact because with Ronaldo is, I think he has more of a, a build as uh, more of a player that is in the American model, I guess, because he's such a physically talented player versus yes. Messi. He's not, he's not weak. But that's not his game. He's just incredibly technical, which is right. almost the He would struggle. Are. Yeah,
0: he would struggle I think he in the would. MLS.
2: I think he yeah, would. Not because well, he's not talented, but because it's right. so
0: You need to be bigger. Different, or, yeah. Yes. You would think that they would probably just like they did with the nba and michael jordan and lebron they would also they would like come up with like messy rules right it's like to allow him to be able to do the things that he does uh mm-hmm. they would they would come up with specific rules like to uh or change the rules slightly to to allow him to do those
3: things i think um, uh, ronaldo's also would probably be better because he is a bigger star and the social media sense and the like, the, Oh uh, yeah. Celebrity sense. Mm-hmm. He, has, like, yeah. he has like one of the, the his biggest follow, uh, Instagram. Something like, is like that. Like, is yeah. it 200 <laughs> to 300 million? I forget. I So it's yeah, something it. crazy. Most followers. Yeah. 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 It's most absolutely followers. Incredible. He's got most followers in some sort of social network. Yeah. It is Instagram. Yep. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Crazy. I think that, yeah, but you were saying, uh, we were talking about, you know, how it's the college system and it, it kind of really goes against how in the European system, you have youth academies from like under eight, you know, do you think, do you think that would ever change because of the way the college system works so much in other sports and, or do you think that it will, it'll, could, there could be a space for academy, you know?
1: I think, on a club level, you know, FC Dallas, a lot of these clubs that are local have started to invest in their academy systems as feeders to their own clubs, yeah. right? So right. I think I think there's potential, right? I think mm-hmm. the USA needs to do a better job of yeah. whether it's working with each of those, you know, private clubs or or, you know, FC Dallas or, you know, any of the MLS feeder systems you know, to identify talent early and figure out, okay, how do we get these kids on a track where they have a viable path into the national team and potentially into professional teams? Right. Mm -hmm. Right.
2: I I don't think that the college system and academy systems are, are mutually exclusive because, um, I I follow the college system a lot more than I do the MLS actually. Um, Mm -hmm. they go to college in the U S. Um, and I'll I'll use an example from Indiana university, the school I go to, um, Mm -hmm. it, it, they're the number one team
1: in the country yeah. perennially. Like yeah. one of the biggest powerhouses, you know, football wise. They just
2: got to the, the national championship last season. They lost in the in the final to, to Marshall. But they had a player, my freshman year, uh, this guy Aiden Morris. He he came from the Columbus Crew Academy, went mm-hmm. to school uh, for one year, made a name for himself, was a big part of a team that that went pretty deep in the, into the tournament. Um, and then he got drafted back by the Columbus crew. And so now he's playing in the MLS. And I think he has a decent chance of going to Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of players that when they come to college, they were in these developmental academies, St. Louis FC, yeah. um, which I believe just shut down because there's going to be an MLS team in St. Louis with a huge developer of talent to go to Indiana University. So there has, it's just been a case of I think the pipeline between the academy and the first team is not as strong. And that I, yeah. I think that's an American issue. I think that's a, how many Academy players make it at the club that they were at. You know, how many yeah. Liverpool Academy mm-hmm. players do you see in there? You have two right now, Trent Alexander, Arnold and Curtis Jones, not many sure. clubs, even in Europe have a ton. So I think yep. that
1: unless you're at IX, I mean, yes, factor. Yeah. yes, the, they yeah. are the dream model,
2: <laughs> but most players who just can't quite make the jump to the, to the first team, go to college. And then I think it's actually possible that a one and done thing, like an Aiden Morris kind of thing is very mm-hmm. possible. I think it actually could be a nice blend of the two systems, but it, hmm. it it would take a lot more time to perfect and a lot more, I think, talent in the system for it to really have yeah. uh, The
1: talent in the system, I think, is the is the long pole. Here.
3: Yeah, right. Well, I think uh, yeah, the I think the one positive you could say for the college system is that due to that uh, federal law, I don't know what it is, but you have to have a quality on both sides of like male, female, and male. Sport. Title nine. The, the, mm-hmm. Title nine. That's a title nine. Like you u.s uh, women's team just dominates <laughs> you know oh, they're just yeah they're just on their own level <laughs> you know they're totally. like totally they're like a barcelona real madrid <laughs> you know i mean it's just a different level you, you watch them oh they, they score for fun you know in the world you yeah. oh, yeah. oh, well, watch that I, you watch that women's world cup and they're like 10 nil up, and you're like come on guys <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, they, and they're not they're trying to hold back but it's just well what can you do and, and the reason yeah.
3: that
2: Talent disparity they're, was so great. They're going to be great for so many years because they're so good and, and developmental. And women yeah. in this country, mm-hmm. they look up to this team, and it's the best in the world. I don't think right. the U.S. men's national team could do that for a long, long time. But yeah. if you're even in the mm-hmm. round of 16 of the World Cup, you're getting that many more young dudes in America who are going to watch you and maybe think, "Hey, that'd be pretty cool." And then maybe that's the a uh, uh, LeBron James, maybe not, yep. who decides to go play, play football, some play some yeah. soccer. Instead of Yeah, instead.
0: Of well, I think oh, one of the things, Jack, that you're touching on too, though, is like all some of these guys that are in our men's national team, they're not household names, right? Like nobody really knows who these people are. I just was having a conversation with a family member. Uh, he works for the Red Wings. Uh, he was uh, the doctor there. And we have like this huge love for Nick Lidstrom, right out of Sweden. And Nick Lidstrom is not a household name in Sweden. And that blows our minds because he's a multiple-time Stanley Cup winner. He's, you know, Mr. – like, he's just – he's perfect for us. A great defender, and yet nobody knows who he is back home for him. And I think that would be, like, the same kind of thing here. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it is crazy. Like, if you say the name Nick Lindstrom, they're like, "Uh, who? Who? Like, they just don't know what the NHL really is. So, I have a feeling because of the way, you know, even uh, Christian Pulisic, I would guess that most, I don't know, maybe 50% of college students probably don't know his name. It could be less than that
2: Yeah, because they just it don't follow is. the sport. I think a hundred percent is very niche. It's either, it is a bit of a strange concept when you think about that. Like, how could you not know who Christian Pulisic is, but he isn't on, on the We're level too close to it. Yeah. yeah, we are too close to it. Definitely. I think it's very, I think point.
1: your, your age range is going to, what is going to be the one that changes that. Yeah, potentially, that approach yeah. towards you know proper football at least yep. domestically here yep. in the u.s i hope totally like what is yeah. the men and blazers saying the sport of the future since 1972 yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally as we're talking about
0: this though i think that kind of leads well into this next question which is what do you what do you two think of the attempt to kind of america as Genty put it the european uh style of football with the super league idea are you what do, what do you guys think about that
1: it's um well, I think it exposed a massive gap, two massive gaps, right? One between mm-hmm. American owners and the supporter bases of their totally. clubs, right? Yeah. Yep, clearly didn't understand that. And then it's there's the secondary gap between the the kind of these big clubs, the, mm-hmm. the top six and yep. top three in any of these and the kind of the, the local clubs, if you will. Yep. Right. The, that aren't necessarily don't have the funding, World. don't have the that that just international brand. Yeah, um, it's both simultaneously, the most surprising and least surprising thing that that (laughs) you could imagine happening, right? I think any owner in an American business, specifically sports, Mm -hmm. their job is to protect their investment, right? And how do you do that? You reduce your risk, how do you reduce your risk, you make sure that you're operating in a closed system, where you can be free to stink, and still turn a profit and right. be rewarded with draft picks, right? So I think the yes. draft system has a lot to yep. do with, with some of that stuff. But um, I think, uh, would promotion and relegation work here in the United States with the MLS? Not with the investors that you've currently got. I, I mean, know. I think the whole MLS system with the, the allocation money, the lack of transparency, the single entity system presents just a lot of challenges, I think really for MLS to truly take off in terms yeah. of having you know local clubs with, with have, that have clear understandings of the investment that's being made in the players that that are Mm -hmm. there um but it's i'm glad that it there was that strong a reaction specifically in Mm -hmm. the english fan base Mm -hmm. to say yeah uh uh not happening like that was the the greatest just i would love to see that here but people don't understand it is such a different mindset Mm -hmm. on totally on athletics Mm -hmm. yeah
2: yeah i mean I I don't. I think it's tough to say promotion relegation versus a closed system is better or worse. They're different, and they have different competitive structures um, for, for reasons, obviously. I think that in America, you can argue how you want, but there is more parity, I think, than there ever could be in, say, England. I think the sure. top six will relatively always have a financial edge over the other clubs. Is that a bad thing? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think it, it just is different. Um, right. And I, I think that I'm fine with the MLS. I would love to see a promotional relegation, but I'm fine with it staying in the system that it is because it, it doesn't have to be European because it's football. It, it can just be what appeals to its consumer base, which sure. I mean, promotion relegation is not a difficult concept, but to some no. Americans, it actually kind of is. So- <laughs>
1: but it's – I mean, it's and there is – in any given season, you have 20 teams – Yeah. There are 10 really critical spots that either you want to be in or you have nothing to do with. Yeah. Right. And then there's Mm -hmm. the middle 10, right. And I think having that much competitive balance from the top of the league to the bottom of the league, where every single match does have some kind of meaning.
2: Yeah. Right. I mean, I think so. It is a end of the day, Super League. I think it, it had an interesting concept to it, but it was so blatantly. Trying to be elitist and so blatantly mm-hmm. just trying to escape from the fundamentals of the sport. So tone deaf. Yeah. It was. Like, it was so unbelievably tone deaf. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think that it, it really did provoke a really strong reaction um, because of just how in your face it was. Like there was yeah. probably a more discreet way to try and pull that off that didn't have that kind of reaction <laughs> where you saw different mm-hmm. ownership groups having a lot of pressure to even t- just sell their club um, oh yeah yep but i
0: was I, time, I was
3: happy the... as well you know oh the, the timing. timing was poor the timing was terrible because yeah. like there wasn't yeah. even fans and the like the fans hadn't even been allowed into the the stadiums you know and they did this like underhanded like so they knew they wouldn't have any sort of protests inside the stadiums and yeah. stuff huh. and, uh,
2: yeah yeah except for unless it was old trafford and then defense yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah no fans in the stadium well we'll go on the pitch yeah, right. that
1: was the most unbelievable scene I can recall seeing at a professional. Yeah,
2: league. but what I want, <laughs> what I also want to float that. is, is so we're, we're Liverpool fans, right? And yeah. so this moment was the season was pretty tough because a lot of different, no fans, a lot of injuries. But yep, the Allison winner against West Brom will be one of my favorite memories as a Liverpool fan. Sure. And at the end of the day, if that was the Super League and you finished fourth or third in our case because of that. Who cares? You finished third of the Super yeah. League. You're not qualifying yeah. for anything. You didn't I mean, win. A little it. extra money. You are not. You weren't threatened for relegation because you couldn't get relegated. There would have been yeah. no emotion behind that. Mm. Whereas mm-hmm. there was all of this emotion because it's it's definitely a, not, a non-American concept. In, in America, I think it's definitely very few fans are happy. Uh, you look at the yeah. NBA. If you didn't win a mm. ring, you're not a good player. Like If you didn't yeah. win a championship, you're not a good player versus – in the Premier League, yeah, you want to move up the ladder and you want to win trophies. But clubs, it, it's not a requisite. You know, like Wolves, yeah. they would love to compete. I think they're fine with being a upper-mid-table Premier League side because mm-hmm. it's just a different sport. And great for them is very different than great for other clubs. And the sure. Super League would have, would have gotten rid of that, which I think was the biggest downside. One of the
0: things, though, I think, though – in the minds of the clubs that were putting all this stuff together with the Super League was that the Super League would only replace the Champions League and they would try to stay in their, their, um, you know, leagues uh, the prem or, domestic, or yeah. their domestic leagues. Yeah. And so yeah, we, I knew mm-hmm. the FA was like, no, you guys are out of here. If you join this, but, but I think it was in, against in the FA bylaws. Like w- totally, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was brazen to just say like, we are so big, that you will not let us leave, right? Like we are basically yeah. your league. And so we're gonna do whatever we want. Um, and we're, you know, we're Spurs fans. And so we don't really know how we got invited to the party except <laughs> for the fact that we
3: have the, stadium. the stadium. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and so there's all sorts of talk behind the scenes uh, with Spurs supporters thinking like, maybe, maybe Daniel Levy knew this was coming. Like he's been banking on the Super League this whole time. And so he's been putting all this together, trying to finance the stadium and everything like that in hopes that we would get into the Super League and then he wouldn't have to worry about the money. And that's yeah. what we feel like Daniel Levy cares about the most. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's as an American fan of Spurs, I felt like, Torn in some ways because I could see the uh, opportunity of the American system where it's like, hey, well, at least we're going to have the finances. Hopefully, maybe we could compete eventually with um, some of these bigger clubs that are spending more. Uh, We would have. I mean, the fact that the fact that Daniel Levy uh, fired Jose Mourinho uh, literally the night after they announced the Super League the week before a final to me says all of his eggs were in that super league basket. Oh yeah, And so he, he was thinking, I'm going to have money to uh, finance a manager. I'm going to have money to bring in, you know, and all these transfers. So I can kind of understand, like, I think what you're saying, Jack, about like, there's, there's a lot, many more teams have an opportunity to win in the American system. But when you're starting to talk about like the Premier League, now you're starting to talk about maybe five or six teams and then you have a Leicester happen and then we all think we can win the lottery or whatever. But, exactly. um, yeah, so it's it's super interesting. And, um, yeah, I, I, I guess the other question I would have, too, is like, what part of the Super League would you say was the most damning, uh, even as an American fan, where you think, man, this is just it would just never work? Uh, with that fan base over there? Uh,
2: for me, it was no relegation because mm-hmm. uh, it back to the Allison example that I had earlier it kind of falls upon w- on what you were saying that that goal would have had no meaning. Finishing right. fifth versus third would have had no implications because you're you probably would have top gone up there. Tier, yeah. It would have been in the top tier European competition regardless of where you finish mm-hmm. in the league. So mm-hmm. it's a case of in the Premier League, as long as. If, if you're not going to win the Premier League, what's the point of finishing tenth versus second? I mean, you mm-hmm. could just put all your eggs in that Super League basket because you've put yourself in this elitist bubble, which yep. just is by your own creation because of what you had already built. And yeah. it, it was it was a struggle for me to to get behind that. I understood, like you, Anthony, that there mm-hmm. is the financial aspect that F, Fenway Sports Group wanted to increase the profits at liverpool they wanted to be able to sign all these world-class players but they recognized mm-hmm. that the pandemic showed how volatile the system is totally. um when when something i mean that's a hopefully once in a lifetime kind of event but when that kind of mm-hmm. thing happens it just upsets the the entire system yeah mm-hmm. I like
1: the impact on the on the non like the leads yeah the aston villas the yep. norwich cities these other clubs that don't have the 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 way they benefit because of the pyramid, right? And the way right. that the, the dollars flow yep. through the entire system. Mm. Still not without its own challenges, right? But right. basically it was these ownership groups saying, we really don't care about the supporters of the clubs. In totally. The legacy streets. fans. We flat out yeah. do not care. And yep. I think that's just, again, it's the least most shocking thing, right? Of yeah. just... The brazen greed of we want financial security we want to be able to continue to put pour money into the club we yep. want more sources of revenue in order to do so right not everybody's yep. got you know manchester city money to be able to just dump right to this magical pot of different f- ways money flows into these right <laughs>
3: yeah because it's like uh it's basically the super League as itself was just a way of guaranteeing champions league money without yeah. ever having to get into the championship, no you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's also it, it, it had, you know, the, the American-fied system but the thing it missed was the the, the American system, you have uh, you know, the league where you're not relegated but you have the uh, oh, you know, like the finals. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, like, the the playoffs. playoffs. The playoffs, yeah. you know, but in Europe, we have the league where you're yeah. relegated and all that, but we play cupped football during the term, which yep. is playoff final, different... right? Which is yeah. playoff final, but so they're two yeah. separate. But they were like forgetting, like, that's how the American system works, so they make up for the fact that there's no any you know relegation by the fact there's a playoff thing, you know, and mm-hmm. and also like you know, it kind of removed like the, the fact that like there's also you know teams will actually play worse when they realize, Oh, we're not going to get in the playoff because they can get the better draft pick, you know? And it just, that's just kind of ruins the kind of the thought of like of oh, debt, like last day football, you know, when you've got to say must win, and you're at the mm-hmm. bottom three, you know, if you're in a relegation battle or if you're mm-hmm. for the top five kind of thing, you know, totally. but but speaking about, you know, <laughs> getting away from the kind of the, the American system and talking about real proper tournament football, how are you there? <laughs> Your thoughts on the Euros, man, were you enjoying it? And were your predictions for this, the semifinals and things?
1: Uh, I it's been a fan, the Euros always surprise you, right? There's always something really, really weird that happens. And <laughs> in this case, it was really horrifying what happened to Christian Eriksen. Yeah. Obviously in that first match, I mm-hmm. thought I was going to throw up. We were watching it and I just wanted, literally, I thought I was going to just, I had yeah. to walk away and throw up because it was just yeah. when you saw him fall and you, yep. there was a one camera shot of him mm-hmm. on his side and care is yeah. trying to clear his airway and you knew he was gone i mean yeah, i'm yeah. like it's freaking me out again right now as i'm thinking about it right but mm-hmm. then they cut away and they cut back and you see him getting chest compressions and you're just like what is this right. can't he's 29 years old yeah right, right. Mm-hmm. and then to see what it, his recovery mm-hmm. was nothing short of miraculous and then what denmark has been able to do the win over russia to get them into the round of 16 the the mm-hmm. destruction of Wales 4-0 and then getting yeah. Czech Republic 4-0, you know, it's fallen perfectly for them, yeah. right? And they yeah. are absolutely the story of the tournament. They're everybody's favorite team if you don't have a, you know, a favorite team in the in the yeah. tournament. So mm-hmm. I spent some time living in Copenhagen, so I had a soft spot for Denmark coming into this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we thought they were a dark horse. We didn't see it unfolding exactly that way, right? Yeah, but it right. It's fallen absolutely perfectly yeah. for them. No, I,
2: like, I think... I don't feel I, I, bad. Feeling bad is the wrong way to phrase it. But if you're England, like you're having this not once in a lifetime, which you did it in the World Cup, but you're having this tremendous run yeah. to the semifinals, and now you're facing <laughs> everyone's Cinderella. And like, how do you win here? You knock <laughs> them out, and you're the villain of this story when there's a documentary. Totally. And, and like, mm-hmm. there's a documentary in ten years' time about this miraculous run and then it's, oh, but then they face England, England are the meanies who knocked them out. <laughs> or you lose, and then your entire nation's just mad at you. So yeah. I, 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 in that sense, I feel a little bad for England. But England yeah. have been, I don't think, my biggest surprise, but they have impressed me with how well they've been able to play. They
1: haven't conceded a goal. Defensively, yeah. they've
2: been incredibly, incredibly effective. you said Italy, Spain, Denmark, England are the final four teams, which one hasn't conceded a goal? I think England, you know England and maybe your third choice after Spain and yeah. Italy. So yep. they've done mm-hmm. very very well i think the ukraine result put away a lot of worries in my mind I, I was questioning you know does this team have the attacking firepower under Southgate to do it they have the talent but can mm-hmm. they string the passes mm-hmm. together as a system and i, I know ukraine is not uh, the the ultimate footballing nation in europe yeah but they you beat aside four nil in the quarterfinals of the euros that's a very mm-hmm. impressive result so Right now, I would say they're probably my favorite, especially after the Spinazzola injury for Italy. But I'm very excited to see. There's a lot of different potentials, and I think Mm -hmm. this is very up in the air. You know, I think if there was a France still around, or even a a Portugal who just have Mm -hmm. such a depth of talent, um, Mm -hmm. it it, nothing would be more boring. But you'd be going into every match like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, France are the overwhelming favorites. But with this tournament, we saw with France. Mm-hmm. Less so with Portugal, but we've, we've seen that these huge nations just are, can, can struggle because it's, yeah. it's, well, France was a low scoring sport.
1: Mbappe having yeah. a bad day to have a bad day, yeah, right. I mean, oh, he was just yeah. not good a, in front of gold, and then obviously, tournament to save. Well. He just, yeah,
2: yeah. I'm he a just, big fan of his, but he was, he was bad that tournament. It was a, yeah, a, it was a bad, bad performance for him.
1: And I mean, if you look mm-hmm. at how good paul pogba is alongside n'golo kante like you you feel mm-hmm. bad for france they were been able weren't able to pull it together i feel worse for belgium and in their injury situation right with mm-hmm. de bruyne and and in not being able to play romelu lukaku is just a freak of nature right he is yeah. the, the embodiment of um like a lebron james on a football pitch right i mean he's six yeah. three what 220 like what yeah, he does with a football he's he's is huge it is unbelievable, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but I think when you look at Italy, Spain, those midfields, Pedri is 19, 19 18. He's 18 years old, I think, mm-hmm. for Spain, mm-hmm. right? And with I think so. pair him, with 18. Busquets, I mean, they're, and Coke on the right, like they're,
2: they're that
1: they're midfield is amazing. Then you got Jorginho, Barella, and Verratti, like, yeah, that okay. midfield battle, is going to be insane. Pisa as well.
3: Insignia. Yeah.
2: Italy are talented, yeah. man. Yeah. I just, I don't know.
1: I, I don't, that, I think, if not England, then it's, it's, I think Italy probably come out of that Italy-Spain matchup. I just think they're too good, you know. I, well, think,
3: yeah. I think, yeah. Personally, do you not feel like when you were watching Spain that, that they have really they've really fell down the wayside from what they used to be. You know, that, 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 that side that won the Euro world cup, Euro back to back. Mm -hmm. And I think they, they're a shadow of their former self. They have some up and coming Mm -hmm. talent like you said. And there's also the Manchester city boy, uh, Ferland Torres. He looks like a real rising star, but Mm -hmm. yeah, there's a, I mean, they still got Sergio Busquets as you're saying and stuff like that. And it's like, they're not the, we are watching them. They're like, (laughs) I (laughs) know, when you watched them, and the amount of of chances they were missing, it's just like, you can't do that at like a tournament football, you know? I think think that was like what we had with with my own own side, Scotland, man. We played well, but we just didn't, we didn't bury the chances. We had, Mm -hmm. you know, Che Adams and Lyndon Dykes, who just didn't, Lyndon Dykes just wasn't, is there just to head of the ball down to someone <laughs> really he's not <laughs> he's not there to like bury it but yeah I've, yeah so obviously i'm not going to have to say england are my favorites being Scott. <laughs> i think i'd have to, yeah, yeah, to re- revoke my revoke my nationality if i said that so for me for me always, but as you were saying about denmark dark horses that like they also have a mental they also have like a, a t- like a, a mentality thing where they could look back at history and say we've done this before when we weren't mm-hmm. even supposed to be in the euro in 92, 92. and we won right. it yeah yeah say what well, we could do it again you know and yeah some leaders are just saying that that man behind you anthony that's you right know? this
0: guy hoi dude he was in tears he was in tears mm-hmm. uh so i yeah i, I think i mean yeah, I, I, as a Spurs fan, it's like I I want to see Harry win win something because I I'm hoping we can keep him for one more season and if he gets his hands on a trophy, he'll be like, all right, this one will get me for this year and then he can go play for City the following year or whatever. But uh, but also, dude, Hoiberg, th- there's something about that guy's mentality that even in his first interview for Spurs, he's just he his desire to win is insatiable and he he's always we're always laughing at how he's just cheering at the smallest little defensive moves and things that that happen and he's like everybody's biggest fan um to to win so i would love to see him get to the finals at the very least but i do think italy i mean italy haven't lost since i, I don't remember if it's 26 18. Yeah, 18 okay yeah. 18 so matches like that yeah. And someone said on Twitter, they were like, because uh, uh, I was saying that Italy was kind of my dark horse team. They're like, is Italy a, even a dark horse if they haven't lost since 2018? Um, yeah. You know, so I think it'll be, I think Italy's going to be in the final. Um, and Jack, like you said, I think, uh, I think England ends up being the the villain here uh, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, think England I have has, England. Has,
3: yeah. Gardner, England, sorry. No, I was just saying, I was just saying you know, England have, have done the exact same in the world cup. They have somehow locked out and missed mm-hmm. all the big teams, you know, so yep. they have an e- a very easy run to the final. And yep. personally, I, if you were to look at the group stage, you would have said that the final probably would have been Italy, Belgium. So we've probably actually already seen it in Italy, Italy were just on. Un- playable against them at some times, man, they were just mm. walking over them, just mm-hmm. showing you, thank God we didn't get <laughs> Martinez as our manager, because the way he set them up, man, you know, like, come on, do something different, you know? It's yeah. so amazing. With, how is he still there? With international football, know. you have
2: you have so many coaches that you're just like, how are you? How, how are <laughs> you like
1: yeah,
3: Who gave right you the keys?
2: Like Eric like Southgate. He's been doing well, no doubt, but he, he's limited tactically. He hasn't- Oh, done totally. My Roberto Martinez—he has a relegation on his CV, does he not? Well, yeah, yeah, He—he, yeah. 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 I'm yeah. he, like, yeah, he won a cup that same season. But like, this <laughs> is the strangest thing ever. But, but like, you—you, yeah. uh, you, I mean, I—I I struggle with the term "golden generation" because Belgium are pretty flawed side. They had yeah. a lot of gaps. They're this aging was, defensively. That's yeah. what's concerning. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Italy. I, I don't think they're well, going to. No, that's
3: well, that's that's for him though. He's he's still choosing to. To have a thirty-five-year-old Vermalin when there's when there's when there's Dania who's doing well at Leon, He's only twenty-six. Why is he it, not in there? Uh, and Boyata is only is just turned thirty. Trust he's Verma- for- yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Vermalin was was like you're like why is he starting for Belgium? You asked that about six years ago. Now he has why is he starting for Belgium? Because he's Thomas Vermalin and he's thirty-five years old. So... <laughs> yeah, I I'm Belgium. It's, it's tough for them. Cause I don't, I don't know if they've got enough legs in them to be around mm-hmm. 2022 20, world cup, which is right around the corner. It's like seven, 17, sense. 16 yeah. months right. away. Mm-hmm. But I don't know I, that might even be too long for some of your center backs, which could be all the, three of them for the
1: Tongan Oliver. Oh yeah. Romiland. I mean, they're it's combined age a hundred. Like, yeah.
3: <laughs> totally. yeah, 105, I think it is difficult. Yeah, record. yeah.
1: <laughs> I, That's it's crazy. So, yeah, I, I don't know what. I think they've got to bring the, the blanket on his name. For, the defender for, mm-hmm. yeah, for Leal. You've got to start to. I don't think Martinez makes it to the world cup. Quite frankly, that's mm-hmm. a question like, is, is he mm-hmm. even the guy next year? I don't mm-hmm. know.
2: I think he wants to go back to club football too. And I think Belgium mm-hmm. are like, yep, buddy.
3: Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: So, uh, closing on the, 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 uh, the euros, what do you think the final will be and who do you think will win?
1: Uh, I think it's Italy, England, Italy. and I think England figure out a way to get it done. I think Southgate Ooh. has, he may not pick, exciting sides he's picked sides that he thinks can execute what he wants to do defensively and then yeah. bring in the Grealish and the speed and the quality uh, and the creativity late on uh mm-hmm. he played a little bit differently in in that the, the quarterfinal but um i i'm terrified if i'm england of that italian midfield i'm terrified of penalties right <laughs> you know mm-hmm. i don't want to go to go there but um that's yeah, I don't know. where you got. That's how you see it. I,
2: I think that uh, Southgate has been remarkably good with his substitutes. I think that he, him sticking... He's gotten it right. Look, yeah. I, I love Jordan Henderson. I think he's one of the best midfielders in the entire Premier League. I think he's better than Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips. But I think him sticking with Rice and Phillips has been a very, very good call. Because Henderson mm-hmm. on for the last 30 minutes due to his fitness problems and because he, you have a Champions League and Premier League winner who can come off the the bench for you like that? He's done a tremendous job utilizing his depth, and I think that England look pretty fresh. They have got not a ton of injury concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I'm feeling pretty good about them. I'm. It's tough making this call now because Spinazzola was so good for Italy. That's what worries no. me.
1: Even going into the Spain match. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think
2: that how they react to his departure. They, I think they're probably might they might move like Bastoni, who could play as a left back. It's just it's not going to be Spinazzola. So I think that they will beat Spain because I think Spain are just not as good as they used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and in the final, it, it, I'm, I'm interested because it's not a case of Southgate could be afraid to go at it because he hasn't gone at it. His, his side has been very good defensively, which is the key to win these these cup competitions, mm-hmm. these knockout competitions. So I'm going to say the exact same as you. I'm going to say Italy beat Spain, England beat Denmark, and, and England, um, not comfortably against Italy, but I think that um, that that I can't get over that Spinozola loss. I don't know how they're gonna react. Well, yeah,
1: how it. how what kind of shape is Chiellini in? Because he came back for the quarter mm. quarterfinal, right? right I mean, he's right thirty seven. Oh Italy yeah,
3: have,
2: it, in key areas, yeah. Italy have less depth yes.
3: than England. They do. lose him or Benucci,
1: be. and it could be really bad for them.
3: To yeah. be fair, though, thirty-six-year-old Collini probably has this, the physical fitness of, you know, twenty-five-year-old Barmalun. There is a thing. <laughs> a, there, there is a thing. They do where they, they they train their their defenders. They 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 last long enough in those late yeah. ages. You know, yep, what do you yep. think, Anthony?
0: Yeah, I think I think Italy definitely go through over Spain, and then, man, I, to be honest, I have I don't know. I just have this gut feeling like Denmark could really do do something (laughs) yeah i just i do like there's just something strange about this whole tournament for them that makes me think man can you imagine the story where england have not conceded a goal at all denmark are coming in flying they've scored four goals against a couple teams denmark come in and win 2-1 over england and get to the finals i mean that that can happen and i feel like i would i would much i'm gonna put I'm gonna put myself behind them just for that reason, uh, because I just feel like man, it would be be fun to watch. And I ha- I know guys like Hoyberg and the rest of that squad are gonna be ready to play. Um,
1: they're they're not gonna be.
3: Casper Dolberg is on fire right now as well. I man. don't think. Yeah, I
1: don't
2: think it's a crazy prediction. I don't think. Well,
3: it's I mean, there's all.
1: gonna be sixty thousand fans in Wembley, right? Mm-hmm. How yep. many of them are the? What's the travel restrictions for? Danish fans into the
3: country.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I don't
3: think it is much actually. Denmark has quite a low uh, mm-hmm. COVID rate and stuff like that, you know.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. What about you, Genty?
3: Well, I think uh, that man there will be uh, secret Hoiberg. agent. Secret agent Hoiberg. He'll break Harry Kane's legs so we can keep him <laughs> for another season. And uh, you know, England will lose, uh, and then it will be Italy will beat Spain, who have just been a shadow of themselves, and it'll be Denmark. Yeah. Italy in the final with probably Italy winning comfortably, but yeah. Uh, well, still, gu- no, no guys, I want to
1: Spain. Nah, no love for Spain, Spain and they'll oh, win. God,
2: they just yeah. look poor. They, they look, look poor. poor. Yeah, you know, I don't it, know It'd be fitting of like an Alvaro Morata led side. <laughs> get the brace. <laughs> oh, oh,
0: I don't oh. think so. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, we're getting closer to the close here, and I wanted to. So you, you shared. We were trying to figure it out before but you guys are so objective. We are not really sure who you guys follow, but it sounds like it's Liverpool. Am I correct? Yes.
2: yes. And we tried keep you... it that way. I was talking to beforehand. I was like, Hey, should we even tell him who we're fans of? Or should we just well, lie? And be like, we like, we like, uh, maybe we troll them? We, like we like Arsenal. We <laughs> like <laughs> Arsenal. Oh yeah. yeah that would go over totally real well troll. with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well,
0: we would, we would find a way to make do, but uh, so Conrad, did, did Jack have a choice? In in uh, who he supported then, uh,
1: I I don't know that it was. Uh, I mean, we had Chelsea shirts. We had you know we've you see we've got yeah. a, this is just yep. a small sh- you know sampling of the, of the shirts that we've got. But um, it's from the moment I can remember you being interested in proper football. He's loved Stephen Gerrard as his yep. favorite player, yep. right? And that's how Gosh. I was drawn into that Liverpool yep. side, right? When yep. he. They're watching in the United States was very, very difficult, right? In the late mm-hmm. 90s, early 2000s, totally. then Fox Soccer Plus took, you know, mm-hmm. you could get some stuff and the broadcasts were horrible. Shit. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and then when they took those rights to NBC, um, NBC, NBC. in 2012 or 2013, yep. right, they reinvented the way. And that was totally, you know, in Jack's wheelhouse, right, Of we would watch every more, every Saturday and Sunday morning, yeah. and yep. you know, live and die with that club. And totally. you know, it was Rebecca and Low was. They're their, so uh, good. They they're are so good. good. I, I, and and it, it's such it's, a good
0: presentation. It's such a breath of fresh air after, like you said, Fox is just so terrible. ESPN FC is tough to watch as well. And uh, I had Ginty watch the Detroit City FC uh, finals on Saturday, and he was dying. listening to the content. <laughs>
3: It was a line. It was the second. It was the second half, and they had like an English sky on. You would think he would be no, right? He's laughing what he's saying because he goes, "Okay, you know, oh, it's squeaky bum time. Forty-five minutes to go." Yeah, you're like, you're like That's "What? Not... That's not squeaky bum time," you know. And then yeah. the, the American guy was signing was like so confused at that line. He's like, "Oh yeah, it's crunch time." You're like, "Yeah, so still that yeah. whole not half yet. to play." <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I do know when I'm watching the NBA, the commentators are like, "All right, start start of the second half. We have another what, fifteen or thirty minutes to go. It's yeah. time. Ta- it, this is the the closing time. It's it's now or yeah, never yeah. for all these." I think he just wanted but to say spooky bump time and just just told right. that's right.
0: exactly it. It was like on his anyway, notes,
2: make sure you say it before the end of the <laughs> match. And he's like,
0: Oh, I just remembered. So anyway, but so okay, so you guys are Liverpool supporters. So I'm gonna um kind of combine these next two questions in, you know, what are your maybe hopes for the transfer window? What are you guys like seeing? Maybe ins and outs, and then also uh what are your expectations for next season? Because you know, having won it and then having, I felt like it was kind of a, a bit of a letdown. I, I, I expected more from Liverpool last season. Um Now, obviously, injuries uh, definitely play a huge role in that. But yeah, what are your expectations for the
2: upcoming season? I think it's, um I I think we're- Well, let's do ins and title. outs. Let's Pins do Pins ins outs? and outs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the biggest in isn't even going to be a transfer. It's Van Dyke coming back. Him returning is going to have a huge impact, a huge impact on every part of the way Liverpool play because mm-hmm. um, people f- like far too often are like, oh, you only like lost Van Dyke or you, o- you only had issues at center back, but why was your, f- why were your forward struggling? But you you f- don't point out that Fabinho and Henderson, your two best midfielders mm-hmm. were playing at center back. So having yeah. Van Dyke back there with his his range of passing, his athletic, freak of nature mm-hmm. hopefully he's still as quick i think he will be i think he's he's had an entire summer to prepare i think he's mm-hmm. gonna be a big return canate um is gonna be big as well i think yeah, being no. able to move out a phillips hopefully i hope we don't mm-hmm. do what we did with a rigi where we kept him past his cult hero status to the point where like now no one wants him because they recognize how <laughs> crap he is phillips is a good <laughs> center back but he's limited uh i yeah. think hopefully phillips moves on for a decent price and for me, the big thing is another option up front in the mm-hmm. Diogo Jota age range and a midfielder to replace Wijnaldum in the Diogo Jota mm-hmm. age range because we have to recognize we do not have the money to sign an Mbappe or a Holland. Mm-hmm. We don't need an mm-hmm. Mbappe or a Holland. I think in Liverpool eleven, in every single spot, you have a player that you could argue is one of the best, if not top three players in their position in the league. And so that's going to stop you from being able to buy a -hmm. top-class player. Because, like, say even Rafinha, who's a great Mm -hmm. player for Leeds, he's not joining Liverpool because he's not getting past Salah or Mane for at least two or three years. So you Mm sign a player like Jota who can wait, isn't quite there yet. So in my eyes, like a Doniel Malin from PSV Eindhoven and a Renato Sanchez from Lille would be a the dream window because Sanchez
1: price has to be pretty good right now. I mean he did oh, pretty yeah. well in the tournament. It'd but. be
2: good depth and it would be young guys. So I think that would be and going out, I think we probably are gonna keep most of our players because they're just not gonna fit our values. Like we got what, like thirty million for Brewster because we had that value for him. I think we want yeah. a lot more for Rigi than we'll get. I think we want a lot more from Shakiri that we'll get. So I expect a very similar squad, but um Which, which, I don't know how I feel about that entirely. Losing one album is gonna be a big loss, but um, yeah, I've talked a lot. So no, I was just cracking up about Shakiri
1: that when you, I think the first time you heard him referred to as the Alpine Messi. Oh, I hated that. I hated. (laughs) a terrible, terrible moniker for him. Um, I, I don't. There's really not much there to add. You know, it's just you hope for health, right? I mean, they were Mm -hmm. had something like 18 different center back pairings over yeah. the course of the League uh, season, which is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, totally. you cannot possibly play that and the way to what Fabinho had to do as he was a very, very good center back, but you lose his quality at the base mm-hmm. of the midfield and it screws everything else yeah. up. Right. You couldn't, they couldn't score. They couldn't defend the way they wanted to. They could not play the wings. They want
2: the way they wanted to. So it, and I, it is a big knock on effect that having Fabinho at the back versus Van Dijk and that left center back spot means that, that Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold have to be more reserved, yeah, and your midfielders aren't built are to create. numbers for way off. Yeah, Thiago is, is going to be a great, great tempo controller. He's actually a decent presser, um, but he's not going to create your goals or assists from the midfield, and he had to. We needed a guy mm-hmm. in the midfield to create chances because our fullbacks were not going to bomb forward because they had Van Dyke and Gomez. To protect mm-hmm. them they had to be more reserved and, and keep that shape so we didn't concede as much but our fullbacks were more reserved um they still let mm-hmm. the league in crosses but we don't have a guy taller than <laughs> to five, five ten guys like you can't, uh, yeah 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 you can't play like <laughs> that. literally first in the league in crosses is trent alexander arnold second <laughs> in the league is, is andrew roberts and like the oh my like God. shortest front line
0: yeah yeah <laughs> so so conrad uh what are your thoughts or expectations then uh, for for the league this year.
1: I think it's. What's interesting about Man City is can they keep it up? Right. They right. have a ridiculous amount of talent. Right. Totally. Pep Guardiola is clearly with resources. One of the greatest managers, you know, yep. out there today. Um Chelsea, can they score? Tuchel obviously turned that club around defensively, but can he mm-hmm. get Havertz and Werner to to do anything of <laughs> quality? Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, with Liverpool, can they be healthy? Man United, uh, <laughs> bring in Jaden Sancho. And if he can figure uh, out who to partner with Paul Pogba and hold on to Paul Pogba so that he looks yeah. like France Paul Pogba and not, mm-hmm. or even going back to Maddich pairings, you know, when mm-hmm. he yeah. was really, really good when he was alongside Matic. Um, you know, I think I don't know that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is the right guy for yeah, Man United yeah, yeah. right now. I think they have a really they trust the process. They have so <laughs> many good pieces. Trust the process is what I'm saying. But it just does not hang together. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. happy for him to be there to continue yeah, to be totally. there because <laughs> so. And then Arsenal, Arteta, who the hell knows? They they're in the middle of a yeah. rebuild. I think where you know where you guys sit with Spurs. Yep. You know are we're they? are a mess. We, <laughs> what's going to happen right you you know yeah. can you get 150 million from for for harry kane this year is probably not you know because that's what it's going to cost to go to city city have right. it right they can figure out a way to make that work yeah sure just to add embarrassment and riches to them right mm-hmm. and i but does that allow then you know spurs to do something this year no probably not it's, yeah. i think nuno you're in really really good hands we said it almost from the moment that nuno announced that he was not returning to wolves i said he needs to go to spurs he would be perfect for yeah. spurs so i've we, like we have yet to do that video you know we did the mm-hmm. the how many times now this is the third or fourth different oh. you
0: know
2: permutation oh, yeah. of manager. We, were, we were planning to make a katusa video and then that just i mean for very obvious reasons fell apart because it's you know because he's a horrible human being and he's a <laughs> terrible manager as well yeah um, yeah no and to kind of follow up on that i think there's like i i'm i just seethed with rage when i I have Fabrizio Romano's tweet notifications on because he's like, Jaden Sancho, here we go. Oh, they're in advanced negotiations with Varane. Oh, they're also going to get Eduardo Camavinga, who I love. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I think that Liverpool are, this is their, I think, going to be their, in my opinion, it's going to be their best season in terms of the players in their squad. I think that this is probably the last year most of their players' elective primes. I think... Um, beyond this, I don't think Henderson or, or, or Fabinho or Van Dijk are going to be declining after this, but the front three might need change. I think this is going to be the last dance of this front three. I don't see us winning a cup competition or the Champions League, mm. but I feel like getting the Premier League in front of fans is going to be a big priority. The return of fans at Anfield is going to be a mm-hmm. huge deal. I mean, we, lo- we lost six matches in a row at Anfield. Like, argue what you want about how good or bad years. Liverpool was last season. Yeah, Even if they had the exact same players, they're not losing six in a row at Anfield. They're just not. Yeah. The, the, the effect of Anfield is going to be a yeah, huge impact. Crowd. So, yeah. for me, it's even if Who's Man City t- sign Grealish and Kane, they have to give up for a lot too. I still think Liverpool are favorites for the league. City would be my favorites for the Champions League. I think that's where they're going to focus you know what? everything. I I I was spoiled in in, in twenty eighteen nineteen and twenty nineteen twenty about how good that side was. I think we can get back there, um, mm-hmm. and I'm really interested what happens the rest of this summer, because as Liverpool fans and as Tottenham fans, we know what mm-hmm. it's like to have a war chest from selling a star player, Gareth Bale and Luis Suarez, <laughs> and both of us we signed the Eric Lamellas and the Ricky Lambert's of the world as opposed yes. to investments. Hey, Eric Lamella. Is, it- the level is the last one. Do you understand? Yeah, like of all of those look,
0: players, he's the look, last I, one
2: standing. I, I, I don't, I don't want to offend you guys, but we hate I Eric. Like we hate <laughs> Eric he's the player that he's face on
1: your club. You love him. If he's playing against your club, you absolutely yeah, hate he's, him. What I mean. is he?
0: Luis Suarez, right? He's just not yes. biting anybody. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> but, I mean, but he's nipping yeah. at your heels. He's nipping he's free, at. Your
1: heels. I mean, he's good.
0: Don't get me wrong. I just. What's crazy about Lamella though is that he. For, well, first of all, he's injured half the time with his hips. But the other that when he is on the field, he I think he has the most fouls with the least yellow cards ratio. Like he's yeah. just able to like clip Please your get- heels frustrate you and get away with it you know he's an anti-granite Shaka. that's impressive <laughs> yeah that's <honestly>.
3: exactly. <laughs> exactly. i don't know see you're saying about liverpool winning the league and you're saying that even if they get harry kane and jack grealish um as spurs fans we can say you know i don't think that's going to happen the mass that the, yeah when we, when we played them in the league cup final and i was watching that mm-hmm. and you saw kevin de bruyne uh, Bernardo Silva, Raheem Sterling, putting in these chances, and you're yeah. just like, Harry Kane. You, you put know, Harry that. Kane on the in- end. Yeah. 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 I was like, Look, I, was like I, I, I was like, I was like, it's to be 4 0, man. And I honestly think if Harry Kane gets, like, you saw how well he did this season. He won, you know, the first person's Henri to win top assist and yeah, top yeah. goals yeah, uh, with a terrible Spurs side, man. A Spurs side. Totally. That just, I, I, I think you that, had that with man, U- man City. I think he scores no, 30 great. goals a season, man.
2: Yeah, I I think I agree 100% with you on that. But the the issue is bringing in Kane and Grealish. Look, I mean, Man City have a lot of money, but they can't be like, hey, we're going to sign 250 million pounds plus these unreal wages for these guys and not give up players. I just, so I think that they they can't play them all.
1: Like, you're going to have pissed off players who aren't getting in the side, and that's a problem as
2: well. And I think, yeah, if I'm Man City, what I'm asked, or if if I'm Spurs, I I don't have a great perspective on Spurs as opposed to you guys Mm -hmm. would. I'm asking for an i LaPorte and a Gabriel Jesus plus a ton deal. of money. Oh. And, and yeah. if it, that's what it takes, they, they're either going to have to sell Jesus and like a LaPorte. Right. Not Maybe not a Sterling, but a Mares. So they're not going to have the depth. They're going to no. be, their top end is going to be even higher. But the strength of Man City in these last few years has been, they have such an unbelievable, almost two great 11s. Mm-hmm. If they have to give up, give up a few guys, they're going to be a bit weaker in some spots. So a league chase, not we won't have better depth than them. We have Devakari as our backup striker. I'm not in any discussion about that. <laughs> but I think our I think our ability to have the mental fortitude with the fans back wanting to prove yeah. ourselves again versus Man City, who have won three titles in four years. Yeah. They're going to go for a Champions League. Kane wants yeah. a big trophy. I think a Champions League would be a big first trophy if he doesn't win the Euros here. So yeah. I think I think City would, would beat or be mm-hmm. very, very close to beating Liverpool in one-on-one mm-hmm. matchups with Kane and Grealish. But over a 38 match season, considering the concessions they may have to make, it's obviously yeah. we haven't seen any transfers yet. But, but, yeah. right. Sitting here
1: today, I've got it as City, Chelsea, Liverpool, United as your top four without transfers. And that's going to change yeah. in the next two months, I think. Yeah. Uh, sure. Dramatically. But that's uh, Chelsea again, can they score? Who, who knows? Yeah. Right? So, I don't know that you're going to, do you see a Villa or anybody else coming up from, you know, if they, keep, if they're able to hold on to Grealish, can they make a run for the top six knowing? The situation with Arsenal and with uh, Spurs, mm-hmm. like who's there? Yeah. I think there's this is a year, and then you've got Leicester City, who their problem is depth, right? They run yeah. out of gas at the end of the season yeah. every year. I mean, year but they, year. they
3: they bought uh, that that Daka, you know, for uh, mm-hmm. and also. I think like already those. made some moves. Yeah, they're making yeah. moves, but yeah. So you so you've you've said you know. For, so we'll move on to the kind of final question, which is you've, yeah. you've said to yourselves that Liverpool are the team to beat, right? That's who you uh, have in your eyes. Who do you think are the team that's destined to head back to the championship?
1: I mean, Watford, Brentford, Norwich are your... I mean, you Watford is, they've yeah. been the most relegated club, I think, in <laughs> the history of the league.
3: Right?
1: Yeah. And they've probably had the most managers of anybody in the history of yeah. the league. I think the last mm-hmm. time up, they had, what, three or four managers, right? I think Watford are... <laughs> going to bounce um straight mm. back down uh, we've been calling for palace to be dropped for a while but just because they're just they've got nine lives they've got two, Hodgson is gone they're going to be yeah. some there's gonna be some changes there how long is Sean Dyche going to end up is he going to stay at Burnley I don't know right he's got to be yeah. really really irritated
3: he's a medical um, worker man <laughs> oh, yeah. he is, he is.
1: He Gets no <laughs> transfers and he yeah. manages no. to stay up at Imagine end. Sean yeah. Dyche
3: in uh, England, because he's English, you know, so you get up the English Yes, job. Imagine,
1: I, oh, I he's think he, years ago, before uh, Southgate ended up in there, I was like, why is Sean Dyche not? That, I think
2: yeah. that makes managing sense. That I, national I think I, it's tough because after Burnley. He, you don't want to hire the Burnley manager as the England. Manager. <laughs> I mean, you, you go. I from mean, they South hired England. the med- <laughs> the Middlesbrough med- 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 manager. You know, got relegated. You know mm. They did set precedent to do that, so you know what? it wouldn't be the worst. It's happened already, so it's not like it'd be a crazy concept. But I mean, I mean, I'm looking at my predictions. I still have the sheet from the beginning of last season, and mm-hmm. the three teams I had going down was was Fulham, West Brom, and West Ham. Mm. loud wrong that that (laughs) was a tough tough call so yeah i i don't think we'll see like west ham villa i don't think essa villa but two seasons ago when west ham was like dangerously close to relegation i don't think we'll have Mm -hmm. someone like that um look i like brentford
3: but i I do worry a bit
1: about I think of the three, they've got the best shot to stay on. Really? Uh, yeah.
3: Do you what do you think about Newcastle, man? They always are like Crystal Palace. They seem to be teetering on the edge, you know. Yes. And, they
1: yeah. that club is really, really irritating. I've got I've got a list of five here of Watford, Brentford, Norwich, Crystal Palace, Newcastle, and then Burnley just on the outside, right? Mm-hmm. Of those are the ones that are gonna be scrapping. I I think Newcastle needs to get their ownership situation figured out fast, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean I don't know what's going to happen there. They had Rafa Benitez, and they didn't know what to do with him, right? And that mm-hmm. was, I think, a wasted opportunity. Totally. Um, is Steve Bruce still there? He's still there, right? He hasn't. He's still it. there. Yeah. That's
3: what I mean. Yeah. yeah, he's still there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's that's, that's like a that's, oh, wow. That's a, How is he still there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a massive club, though. Like the fact that they yes, are huge. Totally they're huge. So huge you get them for three
1: hundred million. Right. That's that's yeah. the difference between the American closed model and the European, the right. English model, right? Of yeah. that's not a three hundred million dollar club you should be able to that's a billion dollar club based on the following and the the sheer size of their fan base
3: yeah
2: i think Mm -hmm. newcastle i think are the the not the one but the the big side that you're like too much they shouldn't be in they should not be in a relegation battle who might Mm -hmm. be there because um they just have a lot of problems systematically as a club they are very dysfunctional um Mm -hmm. and it's a a shame because the fans i mean they, they are for, they should be doing Fanatic far better funds right? yes yeah. yeah. yes
1: tune man that is a formidable, that's one area i think we, we we had done a tour of not a tour we went to See festive fixtures back in 2018, and we saw we saw your Spurs beat Everton at Goodison Park six to three. Nice, I don't know if you remember that? that, that <laughs> oh, that, nice! That, match.
2: that was a fun one. That was that was a, we were like because we just not Park.
1: obviously don't like Everton all that much. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> the the seats, by the way, in some of the English oh stadiums are so so narrow. It's unbelievable.
1: And <laughs> your knees are in the. I mean, Jack's six five. I'm six two. Right. So you try to sit in one of those, especially Goodison Park. The place is old. It's like yeah, sitting yeah, in a right. or or totally. Wrigley you know and it's like it's impossible um yeah the Molly knew was the same thing we saw Liverpool play Wolves at the Molly that was an amazing experience yeah. first game yeah um, but you know you just I don't know how the hell I got on that topic but um I wanted to go see I wanted to go get up to Newcastle or go see a game oh, yeah. at yeah. Villa or you know mm-hmm. some of these other you know big historically large clubs that you totally know, mm-hmm. um, but it was so far away and we saw Newcastle played at Liverpool on Boxing Day, so we we saw that. So Benitez was there. That was really cool to see that reception and that yeah. very,
2: how yeah. they received it. So well, I think the last awesome. thing I say on on promotional relegation. I think Norwich are very interesting because they're like a, a they bit of a yo-yo. Something. I think they're a bit of a yo-yo in my eyes because they've they've got a lot of talent. So they they don't deserve to be in the championship. They can't quite stick around in the Premier League, so it's like they're just in this awkward mm. middle ground. Losing mm. Wendy is a big deal. That's why I say yeah, that's that. A that's
3: top. a big player, man, to lose, mm-hmm. and it's added yeah. to Aston Villa, who who might yeah. even you know shoot for a, a a European slot this season. I think right? they. Mm-hmm. I think that's their next goal. If you I think they're
1: they're the one. I think to me that's in that top six. We've got a soft spot for for Villa for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I just think we like watching them play, and and just, yeah. Jack Really she's just so so durable and tough. Yeah, like he's the mo- if if Lamella is the guy that. Fouls the most. Grealish, Grealish is receiving yeah. by yeah. far, like second to nobody. Yeah.
2: Totally. I, I, I think. I think Norwich and Brentford. I, I don't know why hmm. I think Watford. I don't know what. There's no, there's no way Watford are staying. There's no reason why. <laughs> I think Watford might just. <laughs> Watford have just managed like they're like. How it's like, how are you here? Like why why are you? Here? How many London <laughs> clubs are there now? That's that's like nine with Brentford and yeah. Watford back
1: up.
3: Yeah, that's, like, that's a true, good question. Fair. Yeah, I I I think think. honestly, when the, when, you know, the new season starts and it's the, you know, the first month, I just have this horrible Spursy feeling that Watford are going to come, you know, to the, our stadium and Ben Davies is going to play against us and score a hat-trick or something ridiculous (laughs) against us. (laughs) Wait, you mean Danny Rose? Danny Rose? Danny Rose, not Ben Davies. Sorry, Danny Rose, my bad. Yeah. That's yeah, right. right. Oh, well, but then, that ben Davies will score a hat trick of own goals, mate. That's what ben Yeah, Davis right.
1: Do. That's what we'll
3: <laughs> Well, who do you guys, well, guys. who do you
1: think are gonna end up going down? I'm oh, sorry, yeah, we've got to probably wrap up.
3: Oh, who no, do you think are no, no. going down?
0: We can yeah, we can do that and then we'll we'll wrap up. Ginty, you go first.
3: I definitely think uh, yeah Norwich are probably a bit of a yo-yo and Watford. I-, I like Brentford and I hope they stay up. And I think Newcastle or Crystal Palace this might be their tight especially with Patrick Vieira. You know, he's he's not got a massive. This is probably his biggest job in a long mm, yeah. uh, for as a manager. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. We'll see how he does. You know. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I, personally, I'm I'm thinking uh, Norwich, Newcastle, and I do think this is uh, Burnley. Burnley going down. Mm-hmm. I just have this, mm-hmm. I have this sense that they're they have just uh like you said, they're just kind of riding it. I don't know how they survive every year. Uh and I know that they're super good in defense and and he keeps them motivated, but I just feel like they they struggled a little bit last season and I felt like, yeah, this this might be the end of the line for for those three clubs personally. Mm-hmm so yep. all right guys uh this was awesome uh conrad jack the 45 so so glad that we actually got to do this uh where can people find you uh obviously you got your youtube channel but uh anything else you'd like to promote twitter page at the 45 yeah
1: sometimes we post on there sometimes
2: it's good sometimes <laughs> yeah
1: the key, it's like everything else Occasionally insightful, sometimes humorous, sometimes not always intentionally humorous, and <laughs> generally <laughs> loud wrong when it comes yes. to prediction. Like, so, a- West Ham <laughs> getting relegated. But it's a lot this- of fun. This has been great, guys. Thank you so much for allowing us on. Yes. This has been a lot of fun. Yes, we've got to do totally. this again. For sure, After for sure.
0: Time. Yes, that would be so fun.
3: All right. Fun, yeah.
0: Well, guys, uh, you guys know us. We are the You Tell Me Football Podcast. We're so glad you're here. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and hit that notification bell. Like this video. Uh, Go subscribe to the Footy Five as well. And we've got a Discord server, so get into the description. Click that link. We'd love you to join the conversation as well. And like we like to say here, as ever, it was great talking with you. Thanks so much for listening to the You Tell Me Football podcast. Our next episode is going to do a deep dive into Detroit City Football Club. I can't wait to tell you about my own local club. So please follow us if you haven't already and share this podcast with a friend. Thanks so much from Jinty and myself.